What's going on, everybody? Today we have a very special guest, NCAA champion with the Duke Blue Devils, also a Croatian League champion, and now assistant coach for the very same Blue Devils. He's a he's a Dukey legend. I mean, it's no really well else to put it. We got Nolan Smith on the pod today. Nolan, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Thank y'all so much for having me on. Appreciate you for hopping on. All right, Nolan, so let's get started. We're going to kind of, you know, work in chronological order. So you grew up, obviously, you grew up around the NBA. Was basketball something that you were always, you know, wanted to do, you know, because you grew up around it, or was it kind of chosen for you? I think it's something I wanted to do. I mean, I think for me, my dad played in the NBA, coached in the NBA, and when he passed away when I was eight years old, it kind of was something I wanted to do in order to follow in his footsteps. So it kind of just kind of came to me, but nobody forced it on me. My mom nor dad were like, oh, you need to be an NBA player because that's what I do. I, yeah. I'm, I'm an NBA coach. So I need my son to be great. Like, that was never the case. I just I fell in love with the game, fell in love with the process of the game at a, at a young age and kind of made it my thing. Even though I played all different types of sports growing up, so I had fun. But then at one point, I just said, I think I'm pretty good at this basketball thing. <laughs> So, obviously, you grew up in Maryland, Upper Upper Marlboro, Maryland is the area that stuck out to me the most because I have a lot of family up there. Um, what was the culture and the basketball scene like in Maryland when you were growing up? Oh, man, the, the, the culture and the scene was, was special. I mean, growing up in PG County, sports is, is what we do. Um, it's our escape. It's our outlet. It's our way out of PG County. Um, it's, it's an area that is filled with a lot of distractions. And myself, Ty Lawson, Michael Beasley, Kevin Durant, we all grew up together and we grew up, grew up in the gym together. Um, I think it's no mistake that we all ended up being very successful with this game of basketball because we kept we kept our we kept our circle tight and it was weekends where it was texts were called, yo, I'm going to the gym, let's go. We meet at the gym at nine AM and we'd be in there till eight or nine PM. You know, that that was the culture that we all wanted to be great. We all wanted to be successful and we all wanted to see each other win. There was no there was no hating with us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen the documentary and it's in the water, but yep. we, we truly believe our area it's in the water when it comes to basketball and football. <laughs> sure. So obviously you talked about, you know, your come up on basketball and getting a lot of tension once you enter high school. What was that like? Were you obviously you were, you know, seem like a pretty humble guy you don't like to boast too much which is a good thing so for a guy like you getting so much attention as soon as you enter high school you know you're trying to stay humble were you like a celebrity walking around the the hallways like was everybody trying to meet you at your locker what was that experience like once you got to high school oh man yeah I mean I was def I was a freshman on varsity in the WCAC so there's definitely a lot of you know people that scream your name and wanting to get to know you wanting to be your friend but my mom, she she kept me close. She kept me grounded. She kept me humble. Um, to this to this day, she still won't never let me be cocky. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, she mom. still won't let you get your flowers on. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, nah, stay humble, keep grinding. You know what I'm saying? And she's, you know, one thing I'll say to my mom, she's always said like, look, people love you, and one day, one, like, how would you how would you feel if one day that stopped? Mm-hmm. You know, if people stopped asking you for your autograph, if that little kid that admires your game didn't ask you for your autograph and walk right past you. So that's the reason why for me, I've never told somebody, no, I'm not going to give you autograph. I've never right. been that level of big headed 
because I've just been so fortunate and so blessed that this game's put me in a position to to use my voice and use my platform to help others and be a role model. So that's that's a salute to my mom. She's a amazing amazing mom. Um, but no, nah, I mean growing up growing up in PG County, there's always there's always been stars walking the hallways. There's always been the 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 the, the history of of NBA players. So you kind of were like just next one up. <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people seen the one before you. So right. it was it was a good area to come up in where nobody really stroked your ego too much. They're like, well, you ain't better than him. You know, you ain't. <laughs> you're, you're not better than Keith Bogans. Forte, who was at the math, you're not better than them guys. So right. shoot, you all right. So right. that was that was good. That, that kept me hungry and a lot of my peers hungry to try and surpass those guys. So who were those people you were looking up to in high school and like modeling your game after? Um, I, I had a lot of big brothers and a lot of uh, peers that that I would say were my mentors. But probably one of the closest ones was Demar Johnson. Um, Demar Johnson played at Cincinnati. He was KD before KD, and he played with uh, my AAU team, DC Assault, and didn't obviously didn't model my game after him. But he was just somebody that was, um, you know, I saw his work ethic. I saw what he had been through just as a star high school athlete to the NBA, the top pick. Um, he was just a mentor for me for that. But I, I watched. I watched so many guys growing up. I can't really say I had one person, but there's so many guys in the area. Um, a name that a lot of people probably don't know, but Trey Kelly. He played at DC Dunbar. He's one of my favorite point guards that I used to love watching. My, my stepfather used to take me to his games, but he was such an ultra competitor mm-hmm. um, and, and a leader and a winner. I, I loved I loved his game. He played at South Carolina. Okay. So let's – Keep taking it back. 2007, McDonald's All-American. What was that experience like, and what was the best part of that experience for you? Oh, the best part of that experience was playing in Louisville, where I was born, where my dad went, my family. Yeah. My whole family's Louisville grads. I'm the only outcast that. <laughs> no, we're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that. <laughs> um, my, I think that was the coolest thing. You know, I think that's just like the – the circle of life, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I said, my dad passed, went to Louisville, and then boom, I didn't realize it as I'm going through high school that, okay, the 2007 McDonald's All-American game is going to be in your hometown. I didn't realize it until I was named the McDonald's All-American game. I was like, oh, well, where's the game? They're like, Louisville. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, word? That, yeah. was, uh, that, was, that was crazy. And so, and the coolest part about the game is that they, they didn't boo me. that that, that felt good you know going home I didn't choose Louisville I'm in front of a bunch of Louisville fans I thought I was nervous like as excited I was to go home I had a lot of family there I was like oh man it's amazing but as I got close to the game I'm like they're about to boo the crap out of me (laughs) and then they cheered I was like oh man it's love my my pops was a legend here So being growing up in Maryland and obviously being from Louisville, what made you decide on Duke? Yep, yep. So it's a it's a long story. Um, I'll, I'll break it down for y'all as as quick as I can. But my sister, like I said, she went to Louisville, mm-hmm. and she she was there, and it was just very hard to be. It was hard for her to be the daughter of Derek Smith in Louisville. Mm. So I I just knew it would be very very hard for me to be the son of Derek Smith in Louisville right. like they were talking about me wearing his number which was which was honored there they're going to let me wear it um it was just very been very emotional every single game to put on that jersey yeah. and out onto that court right. um 
And I, like I said, I wanted to follow in his footsteps, but I was still able to do that at Duke. And um, Johnny Dawkins was his teammate with the 76ers. He was the coach that recruited me to Duke. So I just felt that connection to Johnny that I was still, you know, going down the right path and would have that father figure in my life that, that he was and is. So what was your first reaction to the Duke culture? Because that basketball culture at Duke is definitely really intense, really mm -hmm. intense fandom, especially on Tobacco Road coming into an intense rivalry. What yeah. was your first reaction to the Duke culture? Uh, the culture was about winning. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one thing that excited me about Duke was that the history and the tradition of winning, hanging banners, ACC or national championships, and that a lot of great players chose Duke. And throughout my high school career, that was one thing that always excited me was that I didn't want to play with, I, didn't, I never wanted to be the only star because yeah. I never I never felt like that was realistic when it comes to basketball. When you go to the NBA, that, that, that 16, 17-man roster now, 17 now with the two ways, yeah. that, that, that roster is full of 17 stars. Mm -hmm. So if I want to get there, I have to learn to be a star among stars. Mm -hmm. so, I, so from Oak Hill to Riverdale Baptist with Beasley and myself and Devin Sweeney, we had a team full of D1, Oak Hill teams full of D1 players and NBA guys. Duke, that was the culture. Like, we have stars here. You're going to come in here. You're going to learn how to win. You're going you're gonna to play, play your butt off. You're going to play hard. And you're going to get to play your game at the same time. You're going to sh showcase your talent um, once, you, once you've paid your dues. Once you've shown that you're ready to do that. And coach said, look, you're going to come here and you're going to earn every minute. And it's cool. Now that I'm on his side, he still has the same message. You're going to earn every minute that you play. And that may scare some people. To me, that excited me. Like, okay, yeah, I like I like earning. Mm -hmm. I like earning. So I'm going to come in and earn it. <laughs> hey, and you earned it all right. So, so you talked about coach. Obviously, we know what you're talking about. Coach K, what were your first impressions of him? And it's funny, and now it just comes full circle. Obviously, you work right alongside him now, but what were your first impressions of Coach K? Ooh, first first impression was just his his aura. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had like a presence about him that was just like, wow, like he's he's confident in himself. He knows he's the GOAT. But at the same time he was he was humble. You know, mm -hmm. come to PG County Maryland sit in my living room, the way he the way he talked to my mom and and communicated with her was just really cool to see. And I think that was that was a big seller for me because when he left when he left my house, my mom said, "You're going to do <laughs> like right away." Like, right wow! It really wasn't a discussion. She's like, "Yeah, that's that's where you're going," um, and and she felt like she could just trust him and he was trustworthy. And I felt I felt that it well felt that as well. Um, he was just a, a big time human being and a man of of integrity. That's an amazing endorsement right there. Your mama said you go in there. Is that <laughs> that seals the deal right there? So you came off the bench as a freshman by your junior season, your co-captain. When did you know you were going to be an engine for that team? Like when was that moment where you're like, okay, you know, I got this thing figured out? Um, it came at the end of my sophomore year. I um, like I said, freshman year, just played a little bit, not as much as I thought I would play. Sophomore year, I came back and I earned the starting spot. But then that year I had some injuries and I had a concussion mid-year right. and I had my spot taken. And then when I came back during that time, I was able to kind of watch the game and it kind of slowed down for me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I don't have to be a true point guard. I can still be a scorer and yep. just make plays. So I came back for the ACC tournament. I had a big ACC tournament. I had one game where I had 15. I was like, okay, now 
I'm looking at, I'm not looking over my shoulder anymore at coach. He's not wondering, no, what is he doing? He wants you to score the ball. I want you to be yourself. So I was like, okay, now I got, now I figured it out. That summer I went back, back home, was working the gym, putting the, putting the work in like I always did in between each summer Um, and came back junior year. And it was John Shire, Kyle Singler. I knew that they were going to be guys that had already established themselves, but it it opened up perfectly for me that the opportunity was there to, to, to shine. Um, and to play with those two guys, I knew they were going to need a creator, somebody that was going to defend, somebody that was going to do a little bit of everything. You yeah. know, so I, it was perfect. And I was able to be one of three guys with those three, averaging about 17 points a game my junior year. And that that's when it took off from there. And um, you had a career high, talking about being able to score, career high, 34-point game. I believe this was your senior, this was senior year? Junior year, yeah, junior year. You had a 34 um, career high game at home against rival team UNC. What was that feeling like, just knowing you got it all figured out and it really all came to a head on that night? Yep, no, you, and you, you had it right. That was senior year. That was senior, that was senior year. We, um, <laughs> that, was the, uh, that was the comeback game. Yep. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were down. That, that Carolina team was, was loaded, too. And so, yep. so were we. Both teams had probably eight pros. Mm-hmm. on each team um honestly we were without Kyrie um but we were down about 13 points at halftime and yeah it came out in the second half and just had to go crazy uh Seth Curry <laughs> Seth Curry helped a lot in that um he he started doing what doing what the Currys do right <laughs> <laughs> knocking down the three ball and just making everybody scared of, of that and then you know I had I had to step up and make make shots make make some good passes and just make all the plays in order to win the game. So to have 34 versus Carolina at home, that was one of, one of, one of those moments that you just you, you dream about and mm-hmm. then you're in the moment and everything is just just still. Yeah. Happening, everything's just still. You don't see anything. Right. You're just wired. You're locked in on the moment. Mm-hmm. And then when it ends, it's like, oh my God, that really just happened. Like, I really right. just, I really just went crazy. I did. I just, I just went crazy on Carolina. Vince <laughs> Coach Roy Williams, yeah. Rasheed Wallace, Rasheed Wallace is up in the stands talking crazy to me. Uh, my, my, dad, my, my dad actually coached Rasheed, so he's like, he's like a big brother to me. But he's over there talking crazy. Like it was just, it was just a, a crazy atmosphere that game. At home too against right. Carolina. I know that was crazy. Oh man, it was definitely crazy. <laughs> so. Being such a successful collegiate program, did you have any pressure, like, or any nerves, like, going into your junior season, not winning a championship yet? Did you come into Duke with the mindset of, like, I can't leave Duke without a championship, being such a historically winning program? Absolutely. Uh, and it, it was it was long overdue. So I, I kind of, like, said in my four years, I'm, I have to win a banner, a, a big one, not, not an ACC, which I won three of those. Yep. Um, those those were cool, but <laughs> those cool. They ain't, they ain't the big dog. They not the big dog. Like a lot, a lot of schools give rings for ACC tournaments. We give watches. Like I don't, even, I don't, I don't even know what my watch is to tell you the truth. Like <laughs> that, that wasn't that was that was is what it is. You win the ACC tournament. All right, now let's get ready for the big thing. Right. Ready for, the, for the for the main dance and um yeah I mean we coming over the class we had Taylor King and Kyle Singler right and Taylor King ended up leaving after the freshman year transferred to Villanova but Kyle Singler 
he's somebody we actually played against him my senior year, Oak Hill versus um where is he at? Um on blank on on his school, but he was from Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um and uh he was I think in that game I think I had thirty four, he had thirty six, and I was like, Yo, I like this dude. Like he's <laughs> the white dude, but you you seen Space Jam? Yeah. When, they, when he called uh, Larry Bird clear. Yeah. <laughs> White. Larry's clear. Right. That's, that's Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle didn't move or act like a normal white player. He yeah. was fearless. So yeah. I knew I knew I was gonna win a banner with him. He was he was that type of teammate and that type of competitor that I was I was excited to play with. So did you know off the jump that that team was special once you got hold of that like with Cobbs, you had Seth, you had the Plumley brothers, like when did you know that team, you know, had a chance to really like when obviously y'all won it all? When did you know that that you had that opportunity? Oh, uh, I think I think as a team we believed it from day one. Okay. You know, the the media, which the media, you know, all like always controls the narrative. Right. You know, they 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 didn't want they didn't want to put us as a team that could do it. I yeah. think we didn't look the part because we had three three white guys and. Myself as a six-three undersized guard, so I'm not like push. I'm not striking fears like this big athlete, like a John, like a John Wall, who's a six-four guard. He was at Kentucky that year, so they were one of the teams that everybody picked. Mm-hmm. They, they, and they they were look they look scary. They had John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Boogie Cousins. <laughs> Cousins yep. Right. I, I get it. I get it. We didn't look like them, but <laughs> we we could play some basketball too. Exactly. We knew we had had a chance because we had been through some been through some stuff. <laughs> we yep. had been through some stuff, and that that motivated us. We had all all of us. I think I, my freshman year I lost in the second round. Junior sophomore year we lost in the Sweet Sixteen. Got killed by Villanova. I think all of that just kind of motivated us. So when we had this old team with seniors and juniors with right. Mason Miles and Ryan coming off the bench and Andre Dawkins. Um, we knew we knew we were special. And then, real quick, I gotta ask you because I would re- regret if I didn't ask you this. Did you think Gordon Hayward shot was going in? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> only, only because I felt like the shot. If he was gonna make a shot, I felt like it was gonna be the shot before that one. Mm-hmm. So fading to the right over yeah. over. That was a shot that I feel like he could make. When he missed that, I was like, it's over. We yeah. got the rebound. They fouled us. We walked down the court. That's when you're kind of like, yeah, it's going. We, we got it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what I was thinking. So, Zoobs goes to the foul line, makes the first shot, and then Coach yells out to him, missed the second one. He missed the second one on purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. He um, didn't think he was going to get as good a look as he did. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I was watching it back. In hindsight, yeah, I'm like, I look back, I'm like, oh, that looks good. And boom, boom, it goes off the front rim. Yeah. But it, it it was close. Now that I watch back, when I watch, I still get a little, like, nervous. Like, what? My stomach, like, hey. Damn, he misses. <laughs> <laughs> so after your Duke days, you get drafted number 21 overall by the Trailblazers. What was the biggest difference you think between collegiate ball and NBA ball? Um, I think it's the same as every level. The speed and the talent goes up. Yeah. Except this this time now the jump goes up 10 notches. Yeah. You know, high school to college about five notches, everybody gets better, you know, but you have, you have your nine, 10, 11 man in college. That's, that's good. That's good. 
you know, at the top schools. Right. Then what's the NBA, like I said, one through 17 is in the NBA for a reason. We call it the no boys allowed league for a reason. Like there's no boy, little boys up there. And if you are a little boy up there, you're going to get <laughs> chewed up and spit out. Yeah. Like that's, that's what the NBA is funny. Whenever I speak to, to camps now or any, any kids that you know have NBA aspirations, I'm like, look, let me, let me break it down to y'all like this. Y'all play NBA 2K? They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> when, you're, when you're playing 2K and that, and that guy that's a 62 rating, you say he sucks, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Right. <laughs> he will walk in this gym right now and give this whole camp 105 points. Right. <laughs> Easy. Like, easy. Like social media era, people talk junk about the 12th man on the bench. Oh, he shouldn't be in the NBA. He's a bum. He will come into the YMCA 24-hour fitness and destroy you. Everybody. And, like that's the difference between the NBA. That jump where everybody belongs there. There's a lot of talented players in this in this world. Very few get to put on that NBA jersey. And I I, I learned that. And it was the best thing that I was able to see and be a part of is that you're, A, you're at that level. You've reached your dream. Your dream has come true. Um, you're amongst the best of the best. You've, <laughs> you've reached the mountaintop. Like, yeah. and obviously, yeah. when, you, when you reach there now, you got to stay there. You got to work your butt off to stay there. But exactly. that's, that's the difference between college and NBA. Yeah. So at what point in your career did you know coaching was something that you would consider? Because, you know, sometimes a lot of – NBA or even collegiate players, once they leave college or leave the NBA, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a break from the game. But you jumped right into coaching after your playing days were over. So did it, you know, did it kind of go off in your head in college or was it, you know, NBA overseas? Like, when did it happen? When did it click in your mind? You're like, I want to be a coach. I kind of always had the plan. Um, you know, I'm always, my mom's always said, you know, have a backup plan. <laughs> you know, have, have a backup plan, you know injuries you, you never know what's gonna happen um that's the kind of mom that I had um always having having always staying ahead and being ready for the next thing in case that thing doesn't work out um you know a lot of people try to put all their eggs in one basket I, I just had to keep one or two over here there you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know um being being a 6-2 guard you got you got to be realistic you know it's hard for a 6-2 guard now if I'm 6-10 I'm gonna go ahead and throw all my eggs in this basket. Right. <laughs> I, I like my chances as Nolan Smith at six ten yeah. versus six two. Yeah. Um, so just just knowing that, like I said, my dad coached in the NBA, so I kind of always had that vision too. Like, oh, right, my dad coached when he was done. I, you know, I think I'd like to do the same thing, mm-hmm. um, and, and continue to be around the game uh, that you love. So for me, it never feels like work, you know, because I'm around the game that I love. Um, but obviously for me, it came a lot sooner than I thought it would, um, by, by tearing my ACL, uh, then I had, I had back-to-back surgeries on the same knee and being at this school at the right time, I did my rehab here. It just worked out, um, and God's, God's plan that I was, that I was here. So obviously coaching jobs are a hot commodity, especially at a program like Duke. So how were you able to stand out? How were you able to make yourself stand out for the position and continue to stand out for the position? Like, like Dylan said, a lot of guys now, once they're done collegially or in the NBA, you know, they're, they're kind of like, okay, let me get a broadcaster or let me try to get some coaching to keep those checks coming. So how are you continuously able to stand out in your, in your role? I think just being myself. Um, you know, my mom, the best advice my mom always gives me is like, look, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. 
And for me, that's kind of how I've moved and everything that I've done in my life. Um, I'm going to speak out on any and everything, whether it's uh, social injustice or, or <laughs> for like somebody's not being treated right. I'm going to speak out on it. And when I was a player here, I think I've, I've been remembered and loved here just by being vocal and being myself and having personality. I think that's what Coach K and everyone around here loved about me. And they, I think they saw that passion a for the game, but just for people. Um, and that's the type of program that we have and the type of person that we want around here. So just continue to be that. Help me get back to where I'm at. Always got to be yourself. I mean, that's what, that's what makes you you. So Absolutely. what would you say is Nolan Smith's coaching style, coaching philosophy, you know, if, if we were breaking you down as a coach, what, 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 would, what would we say? Uh... You know, I think my co my coaching style my coaching style is gonna be, you know, play play your game, you know, but play together and play to win. Um, that would be the simplest way I'd put put it. But you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough love. It's gonna be tough love at all times because I know how hard it is to make it to the NBA. And if you want to get to that level, you're gonna have to go through some tough things. Um, you know, when it comes to basketball, X's knows we're gonna we're gonna play a very fun style of game. I mean, I, I like to play fast. I like to, you know, get up and down and shoot three, get to the rim. Right. I'll play very free. I don't want anybody looking over their shoulder. You know, while they're playing, I feel like that's good. That inhibits every player while trying to play the game. Mm -hmm. So being, being a very laid back and cool coach that gives freedom to to his players to to make plays. So what's your long-term coaching goals? Or my, maybe not even coaching goals. What's your long-term goals for Nolan Smith? Because you're an extremely young coach. And when you started coaching, what, 2016, you yeah. were even younger. So the sky is the limit, obviously, for you. What's your long-term goals? Yeah, uh, long-term goals. I want to be a big-time head coach. Um, and when it comes to what school that is at, that school could be anywhere. Um, that school could be anywhere. Long as I'm, long as I'm doing it for the culture, I'll let y'all take that wherever y'all want to take it. <laughs> we can get you at NC State. Hey, look if that door that door opens up, <laughs> you know, right now y'all got a great coach there now, and Coach Coach Keats, mm -hmm. Coach Keats, that's my dog. So, you know, I hope I hope he gets gets it rolling over there. You taking um Coach K job once he done? Yeah, yeah. he's gonna get in the trouble. I know. I said, what's he done? I said, what's he done? What's he done? <laughs> after coach k retires retires which, which we, we all hope is never we all hope is never <laughs> right you're gonna break a lot of hearts as long as he don't do it on april fool's day like roy williams it'll be all right man right what was your reaction to that did you think it was april fool's joke Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that threw that thing that threw the whole world off. Like, why you do that on April Fools? But uh, yeah, I, had to, I had to hit my guy Kendall Marshall. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, it's, it's a joke. He said, nah, it's for real. Oh. Okay. Uh, right there. Great, great day to put it out. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so lastly, Nola, we gotta hit you with a tough call. Dylan tried to get you in a tough call. Right I was it. I was just at, and I, I was halfway joking to, you know, I wasn't trying to get my boy in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Tough call. So we got to ask you, your Duke starting five, including you. It can be past players, even before you, current players. Obviously, you're coaching there now. 
What position are you gonna play? First of all, you gonna be at the one or you gonna be at the two? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be at the two. Okay, so who you got everywhere else? But it's, I'm gonna be at the combo because the point guard I, I I always am gonna go with is a combo and and great Jay Williams. Okay, yeah, I like okay. that. Starting off strong. strong. I'm saying okay. start off real strong. That backcourt, backcourt crazy. That's right. That's dynamic so, right there. Jay Williams and myself, and then at the three, I'm going the OG legendary Grant Hill. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so you got all the old heads to know. I see. I see the vision. I see it, man. <laughs> I see it. Now, now at the four, I'm gonna come back to the new days. I'm okay. gonna go Zion, Zion Williamson. Got okay, you. gotta go with Zion. I knew he gotta go with Zion. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting. I'm gonna hit basically every generation with this five. This five is. I think this five can definitely would definitely have won it. Okay. Um, and then at the five. I gotta go with the greatest college player of all time, Christian Leitner. There you go. I knew he was. I knew he's got. Oh, I knew he's gonna five. put Christian yeah, in there. Okay, okay. I know that's, that's a, a tough squad. That's a tough squad. That's that's squad probably going undefeated if you ask me. Right. Everybody yeah. in the crowd. Exactly. Ooh, that's that's tough to beat. Six, six, <laughs> six man is JJ for sure. Six man is okay, JJ. JJ okay, coming off the, the bench okay. with the shot. Yes, okay. JJ is prime. JJ is prime. He not missing. Right. He not missing. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, Nolan, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you for all the great insight going into your story. It was great stuff, great knowledge. I appreciate that. You got to reminisce, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Anything, anything you want to, you know, plug, though? You got to get out, you know what I'm saying? You know, got to let them do it. No, so, I'm, I'm good. Dropping any albums. Right. Got any EPs coming out, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, nah. Oh, last question. Last question. Who we need to look out for? Who we need to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we have a lot of guys this year that we're excited about. Obviously, the freshmen, Paulo, AJ, and Trevor coming in. Um, you got the young fella, Jalen Blakes. Um, good, very good freshman class. But then returning, I'm very excited about all of our returning guys and Wendell Moore, uh, Jeremy Roach, Mark Williams, Joey Baker. Just to have yeah, I was. <laughs> Everybody. I knew he was gonna do the diplomatic, you know, coach gotta name everybody. You know, we got it, we got it, we got it. Excited, excited to have a good mix of of, of old and young. So right. we're we're ready, we're ready to roll. Well, we appreciate you, Nolan. Thank you so much for taking the time. Like we said, grew up a fan. I'm from North Carolina. My sister went to Duke, my other sister went to Chapel Hill. Obviously, I'm NC State. Y'all gotta start putting some respect on us sometime. So. <laughs> I got y'all. Hey, let me ask y'all a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last night I did the Canes game. I uh-huh. rang the siren. I posted a picture. I don't know if y'all saw it. I saw you. Did you know who I was with? Did you know who I was with? I really was just I just saw your picture. I did see you, but I didn't see who you was with. Who you with? Can you look at it right now? Yeah. I want to see. I want to see if y'all know who who I'm with. It was on Instagram? Instagram. All right, let me see. I'm about to pull it up. I already got it pulled up. Let me see. Go on Instagram. Is that? He's giving real Marshawn Lynch. Nah, that's not Marshawn. <laughs> who is that? Who is that? I don't know who it is. Y'all from North Carolina, right? No, I'm not. From I'm Georgia. from Georgia. Georgia. Who, is this? who am I? I know you're not talking about taking shut off, spinning right here like oh, helicopter. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. 
Okay, see. Y'all was getting crunk then. That's our only, that's our North Carolina born and raised. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name again? I can't remember. Pete Pablo. Pete Pablo. Okay. I would have never. See, that's that. a little bit before my time. That's what I was gonna ask you. How I wasn't old, allowed how to sing that song. I wasn't allowed to sing that song. When I was singing the song, that was like, what are you singing? Take your shirt off. Like I was like probably seven. Well, that's okay, okay. So y'all, so y'all, 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 y'all younger than me then. How, how old are y'all? 23 years. I'm 25. Okay, okay. Younger. See, y'all, 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 y'all a little younger than me. Yeah. You're, you're way younger. You're a little younger. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much, Nolan. We're going to continue following your journey. Um, mm-hmm. Continue being a stand-up guy, like you said. And if and if Duke win it all this year, can we get some T-shirts? Can we get the championship T-shirts? Most definitely. You got to appreciate it. Most definitely. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, though. Have a good one, man. Yeah.